great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Rita Cosby. And I should say, Rita, as you're walking out of the studio, that I have received enormous emails and text comments about why you and I don't wrap up uh, at the end of your show anymore. And so, you know, I try and explain to people that it's 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 nothing personal at all. It's that is that your show has gone into syndication. And so we we don't we don't we don't have that um, that opportunity anymore. But, you know, who knows what will happen in the future? But and readers standing there. And so, hey, hey, do me a favor, Matt, turn turn on her mic right there on readers uh, mic. See you, but you're right. I miss our discussions, Dom. You, you have no idea how many emails, how many text messages. Well, how they much love on the two of media. us together because you know what? It's genuine. We love each other and we yes, respect and each other and it and comes across. And that's what people say. And well, so it's thank true. you for what you do. Thank you for that million-dollar smile and have a beautiful evening. And we look forward to listening to you again tomorrow from 10 p.m. until midnight. And we're going to be talking further. And everybody, you're listening to the best show, Dominic Carter Show, right now, my friend. Thank you, Rita. Thank you. Get home safe and have a beautiful evening. The lovely Rita Cosby here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. So let's let's get to the... um, the topic at hand as of uh, right now. Right now, as we speak, an off-duty police officer, off-duty police officer, NYPD, was shot and wounded on a Queen Street just a short time ago. The officer was attacked. This is all the information we have about 10.20 p.m. on Beach Channel Drive and Beach 62nd Street in Far Rockaway. According to the NYPD, and his fellow officers rushed him in an NYPD vehicle to Jamaica Hospital. His wounds are not believed to be life-threatening. In Virginia, two officers were killed Tuesday, today, essentially, in a shooting at a Virginia college campus. They were shot and killed, two officers at Bridgewater College in Virginia, after the university reported an active shooter on campus. These days, let's bring it back home to New York City. These days, the NYPD has every right to be upset. A few hours ago was the wake 
for uh, one of the officers that was uh, killed uh, a week and, and two days ago, uh, Wilbert Mora. And his funeral is in just a couple of hours at St. Patrick's Cathedral. The NYPD chief of department, Kenneth Corey, says New York's finest have had enough of guns on the street and the revolving door of justice. They're angry because there are so many guns in the street and there's no consequence for people who are carrying illegal guns. That you've got career criminals in possession of illegal guns, assault rifles, high-capacity magazines. They're putting themselves in danger every day to go get these guns off the street. And yet the same people that they're arresting are back out walking the street and all too often now using the guns against them. Five police officers shot in the first 21 days this year. The reality for the NYPD, we are taking your telephone calls, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Now, the chief of department, his comments came outside St. Patrick's uh, Cathedral as hundreds uh, mourned at the wake for Officer Wilbert Mora the wake held inside. And this is the second wake for a cop killed in the line of duty in New York in less than one week. President Biden visits one police plaza in less than 48 hours from now. But the stark reality for the city to be cleaned up is that, folks, it's going to have to Come, it's going to have to happen from within, meaning the NYPD. That's the only way that the city of New York, when it comes to law and order, is going to be cleaned up. This is not a job that is going to be done by Washington. This is not a job that is going to be done by some joint task force, even though a task force uh, may be uh, helpful. But this job for this city to be cleaned up, it's going to have to come from the fine men and women, the heroes of the NYPD. What do I base that on? And we're going to your telephone calls. In just a moment, I base that on the fact that if you if you look back to the last time New York City was cleaned up, it was under Rudy Giuliani. And who did it? Who did it? You had a strong-willed mayor that would not accept anything else. And as I often say, and this is the truth, because I covered Giuliani probably more than any other reporter. Giuliani will go down as one of the greatest mayors of New York City for what he did as it relates to law and order. I know some people don't like that, but it's the truth. He cleaned up the city with a strong will, 
and the men and women of the NYPD. This is not a job that's going to be done by Washington. It's going to have to be done by this brand new mayor that's going to have to be in some ways exactly like Giuliani. And I don't know if that's possible, but that's the only way that New York City is going to be cleaned up. And so now let me go to Governor Kathy Hochul. Governor Kathy Hochul. She's uh, making comments regarding her meeting with embattled Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, in which she she says the governor, she was in the Bronx today, cut Bragg some slack. That's what she's saying after she put him on notice last week over the growing concern regarding his office and soft-on-crime prosecution uh, policies. Hochul, the governor, defended the DA's short time on the job, asking New Yorkers to give him a grace period. Someone has been on the job a very short time. People like my, I, I cut some slack. He's literally been on the job. Uh, a quarter of the time that I have, and I've been on the job a very short time. So let let him work with the district, other district attorneys. I know they have conversations. Let him work with NYPD and the mayor to identify areas they need to have prosecutions and work together. Let the process play out so he can do what he want, what he needs to do, which is help establish that sense of security that New Yorkers are looking for, and that involves prosecute gun prosecutions. And keep in mind, folks, Governor Hochul, the governor of New York State, is the only person that can remove Mr. Bragg from the office of Manhattan District Attorney. There is no recall-type effort in New York. It has to be done by the governor. She continued with her comments on the district attorney. An individual who's been on the job literally weeks will have an opportunity to show the commitment to dealing with all levels of crimes, something that he was very much aware of was important. We talked about safety on the subways. I want to make sure I can get New Yorkers to feel safe and secure and take that subway. Governor Hochul discussing her meeting, which occurred uh, last Friday with um, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Let's go to your telephone calls. Let's begin this morning with Sean in Brooklyn. Good morning, Sean. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, sir. I love you from New York One. You were great. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Sean. You're great as well. Go go right ahead. Trusting these poor kids were executed. And most of these stations, TV, radio, they're all hypocrites. They all have blood on their hands. I remember they were marching in the streets. What do we want? Dead cops. What do we want? And they allowed it. You can't allow that in civilized. No, No, you can't. No, you can't. And it's disgusting. I disagree with you on the problem of fixing it. It's not going to be the NYPD. You need accountability when people have a child, accountability to raise that child properly. You have A, popping out a kid, B, and by the time the kids are 11 or 12, uh, they're running around in the streets with no accountability, no supervision, no nothing. And That's, it's mostly in you-know-what neighborhoods. Mostly. Well, not all. Not well, all. Remember, there's always an exception to the rule. 
okay? And everyone's afraid to call it out. Greg Kelly's the only one speaking out about the race, okay? These officers were killed by a black guy. Okay, it happened a couple of years ago again. Another black guy killed officers. And it's about time that the people in those communities speak up. I know they're afraid to speak up, but you have to speak up. Okay, well, there's another point. Sean, I, I, I've been speaking up, uh, and it's only one voice, but I have been speaking up. I have been directly discussing the issue of black on black crime because it is it is a major problem. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson said it. If you can't feed your baby, then don't have a baby. But that's not a cliche. That's real issues in our country. Real. And these freaking people, uh, crime now is accepted, and the ghetto is cool. There's nothing cool in the ghetto. I can tell you that right now. Nothing. And not everybody in the ghetto. But a lot of people in the ghetto do wrong. Well... Well, Sean, I, I thank you for the call. And as far as um, public assistance goes, I, I am a firm believer that the dependency must stop. Several states uh, tried this, and I really believe that it should be the law of the land. What I'm about to say is not popular, but it's how I feel. It's how I feel as someone uh, that grew up in part uh on welfare, myself, food stamps, Medicaid, everything. And that belief of mine is that public assistance in every state should pay for two kids and two kids only. If if you want to have more than two, fine, that's on you. You'll get medical coverage for those two. Uh, for, 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 let's say you have four. You'll, you'll get medical coverage for those four children. You'll get WIC. They don't call it WIC anymore, but you'll get WIC for those four children. But as far as a welfare grant, you're going to have to, as far as cold cash, you are going to have to make do with uh, a, a check that, that, is, that is cut for a, a mother and two kids. And if you have four kids, then you got to find a way to make that check work for a mother and four kids. I, I, I just think that this um, dependency uh, cycle that we are on is, uh, is, a very, is, a, is a very bad thing. Let's go to uh, Mike in New Jersey. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, this is never going to end because hatred is being taught. Did you hear Snoop Dogg's latest rap song? MFN, go out and get your 9mm, and MF, stop killing uh, us, each other, and kill cops. It was on, the, in, uh, on uh, the morning radio. And he's saying this, and they have the head of the policeman's union saying, this is allowed? This but, is what but, but I, but Michael, into music, but and Michael, nobody is saying? But, I mean, Michael, I blame all of us for that. And here's why, here's why I blame all of us for that somewhere above these rappers happens to be a record company that is making a ton of money off of these songs. If we collectively pressured these record companies to say, if you put out that garbage, we're going to make sure that you don't ever sell another record ever. 
And so at some point, at some point, we have to deal with the fact that we have accepted this. And, and I mean, Michael, we, we, all of us listening that can hear the sound of my voice could point to easy four, four rap songs where the lyrics basically say this, disrespect the cops, shoot the cops. And it goes on and on and on. And it, it just, it just breaks my heart. It really does because I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want, I don't want this show to be about race uh, right now, but the people that are being shot in the street besides police officers, which is absolutely disgusting and it has to stop. But the people that are losing their lives are people of color for the most part, for the most part. And it has to stop. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I do want to say a happy birthday to Vernon Sawyer and for his 50 years in the business with a group known as Blue Magic, and they're still performing today. And uh, thanks so much uh, for what you folks do and to uh, Sergeant Gary. And we are discussing right now how this situation is going to be cleaned up as it relates to crime in New York, 48 hours away from the president arriving here to tour one police plaza to visit with uh, New York Mayor Eric Adams. And it's my contention that the only way it's going to happen are the fine men and women of the NYPD, period. It's not going to, the help is not, the lifeline is not going to come from Washington. It's not going to come from anywhere else. It's going to come from our police force. Once we take the handcuffs off of them and let them, the fine men and women do their jobs. We've got to have the plain clothes units, not, not a unit uh, dressed basically in a Halloween costume that says NYPD here and, and you know, and yeah, sure, you want to put body cams on them, fine. But you can't have them identified as NYPD. You just can't because it defeats the whole purpose. It continues to give the criminals the leg up. Let's go to uh, Steve in Manhattan. Good morning, Steve. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, Dom, and whenever I'm on your show, I always feel like I'm on New York One. It's a big honor. Um, I think those left-wing politicians all know that purposely, you know. Alvin Bragg, folks, actually campaigned on legalizing armed robbery. Only in Manhattan could he get elected in New York City. But the problem here is, it's been going on for a long time, Dom, is the politicians now who are left-wing and they accept all this crime are embedded in our society. They're in the DA's office. They're in the governorship. They're in the mayor. The mayor's going to meet with the president. Well, they, you know what they're going to say. Guns is a problem. No, no, criminals are a problem. We need criminal control. But they're not going to do it. And I'm going to make this fast as other callers. It's a great show. Um, these left-wing politicians want New York City to be Detroit. They don't care. 
There are a million. You've got to accept this now. Fact, there's a lot of smart people calling the show, but I notice on an emotional level they can't deal with certain things. There are millions of people in this country who hate this country, and it also extends to the police, unfortunately. Okay, but Steve, and I thank you for the call. I really do. You made some good points. If you hate the country, then leave. Go, go somewhere else. And if, if Steve's contention is correct that uh, elected officials want to turn New York into Detroit, Detroit is rebounding now. But I recall the time just a short, uh, a few short years ago when the city of Detroit couldn't even pay their bills to keep the lights on at nighttime, the, the street lights. And so, oh, my God, you, you want to turn New York into Detroit? Into Detroit. Let's all go to Tommy. Tommy's in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Good morning, Tommy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Mr. Tommy. Thank you for having me. I'm a truck driver. I drive in New York uh, at uh, JFK. I deliver freight. I saw the cops going down into uh, uh, Far Rockaway. I called my wife to see the news because uh, I seen them hurrying into a uh, Tonight you're referring to? Yes, tonight, yeah. Right, I guess when, that, when uh, the off-duty cop was uh, shot. And yeah, thank yeah, God that's he's a shame, going to you know? okay. Yes. A, it's such a shame that this mentality is out there and it's been pushed into young people and to, the, to our society, Mr. Dominic, you know, that hate this country, hate the police and this and that, and hate America, you know. I came from Romania. We escaped from the communists, you know, and we love this country. I became a citizen of the United States in 1976. I had to wait six years, and, you know, we appreciate this country. We love this country, and it's what a shame of what's going on, you know. That's all Mm -hmm. I have to say. Okay, well, Tommy. And may God bless you, sir. Same to you. I I thank you for the call, and um, you're not the only one that's uh, rattled and startled in terms of – what's going on uh, in New York. And, um, you know, again, the president's going to be here. And, um, and frankly, it's the right thing to do. However, this is not the time for photo ops. All we need to hear is Mr. President exactly effective immediately What are you going to do to help get these thugs off the street? Off the street to help get the homeless off the subway to return New York, if you will, and I can't believe I'm saying this, to to our glory days. Because right now we're 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 not witnessing that. Let's go to Mike. Mike is in New Jersey. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, I, I just wanted to say the DA and the, and the mayor, they don't need a grace period. They, they, they just need to go back to the policies that work. It's in the history books. Giuliani and Bloomberg, go back to that policing. They might say it's racist, but it's not racist. If it was racist, they would have done it. They would have targeted people in these communities, and the crime statistics wouldn't have changed. Okay, get the crime Mike, down, Mike. Because I, I, Mike, I I agree with you. I I agree with you. Now, now, should 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 we go back to stop and frisk as much as it was 
under uh, Mayor Bloomberg, where it led to a, a federal lawsuit and the city lost. No, it shouldn't go back that far. But we, but I agree with you. The bottom line is the bottom line. Listen, and 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 if you, I'm going to let you finish, Mike. And and you know, if if, if folks feel it's racist for right now, until things are under control, so be it. We cannot continue along the path of what we're going. And I'm thinking about right now, Mike, the police officers, that wife, Officer Rivera's wife, that woman will probably, and I wish her the very best, she will probably, her life has been changed forever because of this uh, this man in Harlem and, and, and what happened. And now another funeral. Mike, are you still with me? Did you have something else you wanted to add or are you yes. done? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you have a few progressives uh, listening to your show because they need something to complain about later. So I have a way of explaining this to them that they'll understand it. All right, everybody remembers the school shooting in Michigan where the kid took the father's gun and, and uh, then the parents were arrested. Those parents are going to be charged with criminally negligent homicide. So I want you to think of your liberal policies like this, okay? You, the, the gun is on the table. Now, imagine that gun having a brain, legs, and arms, all right, and thinking for itself, all right? Now, that's the criminal, the, the, the incompetent uh, DA and mayor are the uh, negligent parents, okay? Your, your looters and your, uh, and your rioters are a handgun on the table. Your, your gang members and your, uh, and your rapists and all of that, that, that's your AR-15 on the table. And, uh, and your open borders are a full-out M240 belt-fed 7.62 machine gun. Okay, that, that, that's how you have to explain it to a progressive for them to, to understand what their policies are. Well, I, I I hear you, Mike, but I, I don't even know. Thank you for the call. I don't even know if that will get through. And what I'm thinking about, Mike, as you were uh, listing um, or, or continuing your comment, to be completely honest with you folks, what, what I was thinking about uh, at, at, that, at that time, and, and let me just uh, make this comment here before I say exactly what I was thinking about. I am not here in the capacity to advocate for anyone, any one group, whatever the case may be. I am here in the capacity of I bring 40 years experience of covering local politics. Um, And frankly, um, today I did a national interview that will be on a couple of months. I'm considered an expert, if you will. Um, and local politics. And so what I was thinking about uh, at, with that comment that was just being made is the the latest Black Lives uh, Matter situation in which now money has been funneled to Canada to purchase real estate in Canada by uh, the wife of the uh, one of the Black Lives Matter organizers, her wife, and no one says a word. We, it, we they are literally building up 
the top organizers a a real estate empire with property from Los Angeles up to Canada now. And I don't see anyone demanding an investigation into show me the money. Where did you get one one little deal to write a book or uh, that that may that may put a hundred thousand in your pocket. That's not enough money to buy the real estate that that is being purchased with large sums of deposits of cash. Where has this cash been coming from? Let's go to uh, John in Bergen County. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I just want to make a comment. It, it seems to me like the Democrats are playing three-card Monty with the truth. And even the biggest sucker on the street after two or three times knows the game. And we just can't seem to get our hands around it. Every time I hear on the radio, it's all about how we want it to be. We need to start looking at how it is. It's worse, it's bad, and it's getting worse. I want to make one other comment. In 93, when Giuliani beat Dinkins, he beat him by 60,000 votes. Under Dinkins, there were 10,000 homicides, and he could only beat him by 60,000 votes. When New York City allows these 800,000 non-citizens to vote, those votes are going to ensure that Republicans or conservatives or people who are willing to fix these problems never get elected again. I'd love to hear your comment. Well, John, uh, based on the math that you just um, put forth, uh, it is tough to overcome that. And even before you add the 800,000 to the voting rolls, it was almost impossible for a Republican to be elected mayor of New York City. It takes a very, very special Republican. And you can have a ton of money. You can have a ton ton of money like Michael Bloomberg did. And Bloomberg almost lost. Bloomberg and his first race for mayor of New York almost lost. So, John, you, you, you are correct. And, and let's face it, Rudy Giuliani, when, when he came in, he was Giuliani at the Southern District was, was like Elliot Ness in terms of uh, taking on the crime and, and, and the Al Capone types and so on. And you're right. And Giuliani barely one, right? Now, the fact that the mayor has a show on this radio station has nothing to do with the comments that I'm making. I am telling you, as someone whose job, my job was to hold Giuliani's feet to the fire as the lead television reporter covering his administration. We did not, oftentimes, we did not see eye to eye. But, This is what I can tell you about Giuliani. He was always, always straight up and a man of his word. We would say things uh, going after each other publicly in in public situations, reporter to mayor, mayor to reporter. But privately, he was always a straight up guy with me in private. Publicly, we would go to war sometimes. But it was never personal. And he was always a straight-up guy. And I am telling you, as I look back now, I did not understand what he was doing at the time. I am telling you, folks, that as I look back, Giuliani will go down in history 
and I covered them all, and all the mayors of, of recent memory, the worst by far has been Bill de Blasio. I don't know what happened to him. I think that his ego got in the way before he accomplished the damn thing. But Rudy Giuliani, in terms of um, in terms of what he did in terms of fighting crime, he will go down as one of the best mayors ever of the city of New York. Let's go to Maria in Brooklyn. Good morning, Maria. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. As usual, you're right on the money. You just made a comment about why is BLM having all this money. I just called when I heard that because I'm going to tell you one thing. We as American citizens, it's time we have to start taking these corporations who keep funneling this money to all these groups that are so anti-American. We have to start bringing them to court, making them be hold legally liable for the atmosphere of the country. These politicians also, they take an oath to protect us, and they're not doing that. They're filling their pockets. It's time. These corporations, look what's happening with the NFL. The Super Bowl is going to have an artist who's basically telling you, go out and shoot cops, and, and, and the hoes, we women are hoes for him. Can you believe this? And this is what these corporations are supporting. And that it's enough time we have to start bringing them to court, holding them legally liable for making us unsure in our own streets. Maria, thank you, Maria, thank you. You're a thousand percent correct. You're 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 a you're a thousand percent correct as it relates to the NFL and the uh, upcoming uh, Super Bowl, and um, you know how how that situation. Uh, is playing out. Coming up, folks, uh, at 1 a.m., Frank Morano, the the other side of midnight. Right now, we are discussing the fact of how is New York going to clean itself up from a law and order perspective. This as awake was just a few hours ago for uh, a New York City police officer. We had a funeral on Friday and a funeral coming up in just a couple of hours. And uh, you, you folks are right uh, in terms of, you know, some of the music and and the the, the atmosphere in, in terms of how things are being tolerated and viewed as normal these days. Okay, I'm going to go to Melvin in the Bronx. But, Melvin, I want to say this. I'm taking your call. But please, I don't just talk to me. You don't have to hyperventilate. I'm listening to you. Go right ahead. I am a firm believer in solution. The solution is right there. United States of North America is the only country in the world that allows for the private manufacture of handguns and weapons. It's the biggest exporter. Less than 15 years ago, a box of 9 millimeter bulls cost less than $30. Okay, all right, all right, right, all right. so Melvin, Mel, Melvin, wait, 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 wait. Melvin, 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 calm down, please. I, I took your call. Please, I'm trying to work with you. I heard what you just said about the guns, right? But what about the people firing the guns, Melvin? The manufacturers is putting profit over public okay, safety. Okay, wait, 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 the Melvin, 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 Melvin. I'm trying not to cut you off. I'm working with you, Melvin. Please answer my question. I don't need to hear right now about the profits of a gun manufacturer. 
I am talking about the, the people that are firing the guns. I am talking about what's happening in inner cities like New York. That's what I want. Simple. It's very simple. Every one of these guns have a Melvin, when, when you talk, Melvin, when you when you when you when you start talking loud and fast, it's very hard to understand what you're saying. Please say it again. Each one of these guns that's being manufactured has a serial number. It could be uh, okay, Melvin. So, so Melvin, for the last time, are you going to answer my question? Or are you just going to keep staying on your talking point? It's a question. My question was, it's not the guns, it's the people in the inner cities that are killing each other like sitting ducks. That's what I want you to to, address. That goes down to a value system um, based on the education. They're being conditioned to do that through the educational system. Okay, so wait, Melvin, so so Melvin, so it's not their fault? You're telling me it's not their fault? J. Edgar Hoover took a trip when you came oh. at the FBI in okay. 1932 to move okay. right. about how law enforcement okay. being depicted okay. in the okay. media. Okay, okay. So, Melvin, I, I have to step in at this point. I, I took your call. I'm trying to give you your say. And people that look like me and you are gunning down people in the street every day. And you want to give me a, a lecture about J. Edgar Hoover when we're in 2022? And you have young people, not all, some, some young people that think it's cooler to walk around and pull out a handgun. Or how about, hey, I'm going to get into a confrontation with a police officer and the gun's going to go off and it's going to hit me and it's also going to hit the officer in his leg. And I'm a rap artist and I'm 16 years old and the company is going to make my bond. So my $250,000 bond, I think they had to put up $22,000 and I'm going to be released from custody. And Melvin, you want to talk to me about J. Edgar Hoover. That, my friend, is part of the problem. I'll be right back. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. President Biden will be here in New York in 48 hours. The bottom line is the only way New York City is going to get out of this mess in terms of law and order, in terms of crime, is to find men and women of uh, the police department. And by the way... I tip my hat to the uh, new police commissioner. I think that she is doing a very good job. Uh, When she first came in, I did not know if she had what it takes. But thus far, thus far, the new police commissioner who made history as the first woman police commissioner seems to be off to a very, very good start. Let's go to Jacqueline. Jacqueline is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, good morning to you. Um, I have a couple of things that I'd like to say if you give me the opportunity. Uh, First of all, your recent caller, Maria, mentioned the corporations, and she stole a little bit of my thunder. Uh, Dominic, you mentioned the two, and I quote, leaders, unquote, of BLM and the money that they're using to finance, as you so appropriately put it, quote, their real estate empire. The stockholders of those woke corporations need to hold those corporations accountable, one of which I know, which is J.P. Morgan Chase and the CEO, Jamie Diamond, who are financing BLM through the mega donations that they're making to uh, to BLM, to the organization BLM. Um, and also what I wanted to say 
Um, and you know I love you, Dominic. You, you know me well enough. Uh, but I do have to kind of push you a little bit and hold you a little bit accountable. When you say we are allowing this to happen, um, and, you know, those of us, I'm not in that we or that us. Um, so but wait, you... But, but here's what I mean by this. I really feel that all of us, pick a corporation, any corporation, that's supporting uh, these con artists uh, known as, uh, and I, I'm not talking about the masses that, that go out and protest uh, and do so in a rightful, respectful way. I'm talking about the folks at the top where it's uh, just about show me the money. And here's why, here's why I feel that we're, we're responsible. We, all of us, it takes 15 minutes to draw up a letter, an email. You may not feel that it's productive, but if enough letters goes out to uh, CEOs, they're going to think twice about this. And if enough letters go out to record companies, I mean, there, there should be, and, and I'll let you finish before I go on, there should be no way in hell that a record company feels <clears throat> comfortable enough to release a record talking about some garbage, some nonsense of shoot police officers. Yes, absolutely. And and as I said before, in addition to the letters, which I don't know, my personal opinion is they go in the in the circular uh, circular bin. Um, stockholders are the ones that have power in those corporations. Okay. Big okay. And you're right. And you you are correct. So then we should all start contacting uh, the stockholders. The, the, the stockholders the, themselves, when you say we, I think in that we should be the stockholders of those companies, those record companies that are publicly owned, and also other major, major corporations like the one that I mentioned of J.P. Morgan Chase, and there are so, so many others. Um, the stockholders of those companies, those stockholders that are not woke like the companies themselves, should hold those CEOs accountable. They need to go to those stockholder meetings, and they need to raise how. I, I agree with you. But I, the point I'm just trying to make, and I thank you for the call. I do need to move on, Jacqueline. Uh, we, we, we collectively, society, we have to do something. We just can't sit back and let this continue to happen. I mean, the, the organizers of Black Lives Matter, folks, I mean, I, I could have told you to con from day one. Straight up con. Straight up. And that's exactly, you know, what, what has happened. Let's go uh, up to Boston. Uh, and Kevin, I understand that I am boiling his blood. Is, is that correct, Kevin? Yes, you are. And I'm just going to second and segue off of, Jacqueline there. Okay. And your other great callers that I'm not part of the we, and I want you, Dominic, to come full circle. Be a stand-up guy. From the moment I walk out in the morning, I live my day in the tenets that we're united and that, we, again, we're all God's children, whether it be racism in the Black Lives Matter movement, to the violence, the God-forsaken violence. You speak about Detroit. We don't want 740 miles of, of wasteland to be in Times Square. Uh, and you talk about the, the president. The, pres the fraudster is coming to New York City. The whole administration, 
from he himself, from Hunter Biden with his own guns. Come on. This is a joke what we're living in. It's a it's a prism. It's a paradigm. Okay, so wait, Kevin. But Kevin, so, okay, I'm listening to you. But I am trying to understand where am I? You said I'm not. Basically, you said I'm not being straight or stand up guy. Where am I not being a stand up guy at? That's what I'm trying to understand. Your phone call with Jacqueline talking about to even the corporations. Now I know that during the last commercial break, uh, the, these corporations bring in revenue. We know what's happened to the medical field. It's all been adulterated. <clears throat> In every which way, wearing mask. Oh, come on. We're, uh, uh, with the mask. I mean, for our children to be uh, um, under suffocation all day long. I mean, get out, breathe the air. Uh, I mean, it is, it is so sad in every which way. And I know that you tap dance, okay? And I think you do a great job in many aspects, like the welfare reform. Absolutely. We need to go back to what Clinton imposed. And hey, hey, Kevin, I, Kevin, Kevin yes. my, my buddy, you, you can, and I say this with love, you can call me many things, but you cannot call me a tap dancer. I am as direct as direct comes. I, and, and you may feel that way on some issues, but you ask any politician that I have covered, any politician, and I'm, I'm not known as a uh, tap dancer. But, Kevin, I do appreciate you listening, and I do appreciate your uh, your telephone call. Before I bring in Frank Morano, he's coming up in just minutes. So let me go to Stan in Forest Hills. Let's say good morning, Stan. How are you, and what's going on here? What, what do you want to talk about? Okay, uh, first of all, uh, let me straighten out the thing with the president, Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't need the president doesn't need to be blamed for what's going on in New York. Okay, because this is this isn't anything new. Cops getting killed. Okay, but Stan, but Stan, just a minute, no. Okay, but wait, wait, Stan, no, Stan. I only have five minutes left in the show, and I've got to bring in Frank Morano, so I can't go on forever. I just don't have the time right now. But go ahead. The president put up two bills that had money for the policing in the in in the federal bills. The Republicans would not even look at it. So don't cry to me about what the president is doing. He had monies for the cities related to police, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't even look at the bills anyway. So don't cry to me about that. The president is doing what he can, but you're right about one thing. It's going to have to be the policing and the mayor in the city and maybe even the governor if she has to remove the guy. But the president is not responsible for the crime in New York, Okay. If that was the case, there was crime when Trump was here. So this line of garbage, not just by some of the callers, but by that it's all, you know, the Democrats, is garbage. Hey, but, Stan, garbage. but Stan, here's why I do hold him responsible to a degree. When you're a candidate, right, and you're looking to unseat an incumbent, uh, which happened to be Trump, and he's trying to motivate and energize the black community in ways that we haven't even thought of, this basically hug-a-thug approach that came from Mr. Biden and the vice president, it, it, it was not good for the country. And that's why, Stan, I, I promise you this, we can continue this debate tomorrow, 
It's just that I don't have the time right now to engage in it. So so let's let's just table this, Dan. You know I have a lot of respect for you. Let's table this until tomorrow. Let me bring in Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Frank, and what do you have coming up? Well, Dominic, you may not be a tap dancer, dancer but you do look awfully good in one of those leotards, I must say. Uh, all right, we've got an action-packed show for you. We're going to be uh, focusing on an issue that you have been – Spending a great deal of time on, and it's not that different from what you've been talking about for the last 45 minutes. That's the issue of how to handle the seriously mentally ill that are out there on the streets and the violently mentally ill. We have uh, joining me in about a half hour, Brian Stetton, who is one of the person, one of the people that came up with and gave us Kendra's Law. He wrote a fascinating op-ed in the Daily News over the weekend, maybe you saw it, about how New York City needs a sanity check over how we deal with the violently mentally ill. So we're going to talk about that, uh, as well as a host of other issues in New Jersey. They're not only dealing with the same sort of gerrymandering issues that New York and the rest of the country has dealt with, but uh, there was this fascinating story involving a murder plot and a political consultant in New Jersey. So I'm going to be joined by our colleague David Wildstein from the uh, New Jersey Globe Power Hour on the weekend. The guy knows Jersey politics better than anybody. And with all the talk of cryptocurrency, uh, Bitcoin, uh, blockchain, a lot of people are struggling to understand what Bitcoin's all about, what cryptocurrency is all about. I'm so one of them. We're going to have a whole crypto panel in the three o'clock hour. Uh, somebody that's a crypto skeptic, Simon Constable from the Wall Street Journal, and somebody that's very bullish on crypto. In fact, they call him the crypto cowboy, Drew Taylor. The two of them are going to present their case for where they see cryptocurrency going, not only in New York, but in the future in general. So you got a great show coming up. We're not letting you get to sleep tonight, man. Yeah, I, I can tell. I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> Frank Morano, who's starting his program in about two minutes. Frank, let's continue to call Frank Morano, Dominic Carter. Let's go to Sean in the Bronx. Sean, we don't have much time. Go right ahead. Dominic, I'm a retired NYPD detective. I had a thank, front row seat thank for, you for your service. 30 years ago. Oh, thank you. But, uh, I came in one morning, uh, District 1 Transit Police, circa 1991-92, and we all had flyers in our mailboxes from a fictitious white supremacist group called the Blue Order. Bratton had the FBI get involved. Three black officers were fired and imprisoned for a cheating scandal on the Sardin test. The letters were traced back to Eric Adams' brother's typewriter ribbon in Midtown South Precinct. Eric Adams is a race hustler and a poverty pimp. He's not going to fix anything. He was the Brooklyn Borough president of a borough filled with Orthodox Jews, Russian and Polish uh, refugees, as well as Chinese and Christian Arabs, all suffered so much more and so much more recently than African Americans, and he did absolutely nothing for them. All politicians are narcissists, but some, like Eric Adams, crossed the line of sociopath, as well as Janine Pirro, Twisted Justice, and okay. All right, thank you. Thank you, Sean, for that call. And um, Dominic Carter saying, folks, keep it right there. Great show coming up with Frank Marano and the other side of midnight. I'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same station. Talk Radio 77 WABC.